Welcome, everybody, to the wrap-up episode for Season 1 of Dungeon Patrol. Hey, hey. Hello. Hello. How's everybody doing? We're in our street clothes. We're not wearing our cloaks this episode. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's kind of different, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So weird, you know, actually having a shirt on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I didn't think you still need to have that coin down your pants, though, It was always cold in here, you know, and your <laughs> jingles when he comes in. Uh, <laughs> um, well, welcome. You know, we we decided to have this wrap up episode because I knew there were probably huge, uh, you know, gaps in the story, questions that were unanswered. So we have questions. You have questions. We're going to try to answer them. Oh, uh oh. Oh, wow. Sorry. <laughs> Someone's getting eager. Uh, so our theme music is your ringtone? That's awesome. <laughs> Isn't it everybody's? Uh, it should be, now that you think of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go change mine after this. But <laughs> I just might. <laughs> it's actually a good idea. Uh, it's such a good song. But yeah, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that. So we have uh, uh, Cull Show's phone going off here. So yeah, everything is crazy, but it's a wrap-up episode, for, so who cares? Uh, again, we're going to try to answer your questions. The fans had questions uh, throughout this past uh, 14 months or so. Um, and the players have questions. Um, and that's where we'll start. I want to hear from the players. Uh, what were some of the highs and lows of the campaign for you? You know, a lot happens in a year. So in-game, out-of-game, uh, character or personal. Yeah, who wants to start us off? Mm. Don't everyone mm. jump in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I think everybody knows my low. What's your low? Oh. Oh. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Losing my goat. Yeah. I don't think she's over that, Jerry. I don't think I will ever be over that. Well, I really, you know, I know I underestimated your attachment to the goat, and I thought replacing it. So I had it in the plans to replace it with this cool kind of spirit statue thing, like you could summon it, and I was adding features to your goat. I was Mm -hmm. upgrading your goat in my mind. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, the fact that we had a life-size plush animal that she literally Mm. held... And stroked during I, uh, the episode should have been a clue. <laughs> I don't think it was just her love for it was our listeners. I don't think you understood the impact. Yeah, uh, I, I don't yeah. think they were probably too happy with. I just I, I, yeah. there were some comments yeah. about that. I love that stupid goat. I don't know. Yeah. Although you goat. know that anytime you get attached to anyone, anything mm. in a D and D game, yeah. it's a setup for the DM. You <laughs> okay, know that. Okay, Ilo. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can just imagine Jerry in the corner just rubbing his hands together, brooding about, "Oh, I'm gonna take Ooh. the goat away." <laughs> <laughs> no, I. You know, it, it came up like, okay, I, I want. You know, like uh, somewhere at the beginning, you know, I had pretty well fleshed out ideas of how everyone's background was going to be contributing to the story. And then I'm like, there's something about this goat. Something has to happen with the goat. The goat has to be a player in this. Um, And how do I work the goat into the story? And then I'm like, oh, well, they need a way in there. And initially I thought, you know, Thor is the key to get in there. Um, but I'm like, what if the what if the goat is the key? Mm. What if the goat leads them there? And so managed to work that in. And so it was all part of the plan pretty early on to have the goat change into this, you know, satyr and, you know, maybe not be a part of the 
party anymore. And yeah, but he could have come back. You know what I mean? He could have been the key and then could have. Yeah. Yeah. Turn, yeah. turn back in. Of course, then yeah. I don't know. It would have been still it, it, it still would have been changed. Then, then she probably would have been creeped out by it. Yeah. 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 She wouldn't even, she didn't, you know, she didn't want to bring it back after that episode. Yeah. Like the, yeah, he he that. tried to bring the he tried to grab the the plush, mm. and I'm like, no, no. To the same yeah. effect, there were jokes about me turning the goat into some edible stew. All along, yes. well, but that was that was we were just joking. <laughs> we were just, just joking. <laughs> Jerry did the actual damage. Here. <laughs> uh, yeah, it it was uh, it, it was a lot more. Um, uh, there was a little more emotion wrapped up in that goat than I expected. So, uh, and I really didn't want it to be that way. And I didn't, I wasn't out to get the goat or out to ruin that relationship that you had with the goat. You, you but, might want to use wow. me as like a, a psychological consultant <laughs> prior to making big decisions. Pro like bono. That. Right. Yeah. 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 No, no I, I needed that a few times, obviously. Uh, you know, one of the other big things was episode 54, obviously. Um, yeah, that comes to mind because, <sighs> um, you know, my, that was a low for me too. Yeah. My mother-in-law was, uh, a f- many episodes behind and I, uh, told her Uh-oh. that I did something that was really bad and yeah. got players and fans, listeners mad at me. And, uh, she's like, she couldn't believe it. Like, what could I possibly do? <laughs> you know, I'm her, you know, favorite son-in-law. Um, so this is, this is really, you know, impossible for her to comprehend. Um, I'm probably stretching that a little bit there, but, um, (laughs) we should have her on your mic. You own it. (laughs) So she finally got to episode 54 this past week Oh, and she sends me a text like, how dare you? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Shout out. That's awesome. That is awesome. (laughs) She's like, who's going to rescue Thor's little sister now? And I'm like, yeah. Well, there was two parts of that. That was not a going home to my wife and saying, well, that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but and then I'm like, oh, time to make a new character. <laughs> I was like set on going forward, but I was, I was, I always had in the back of my mind that you had a plan. So I wasn't too worried about that. So um, I, I think knowing you personally, I, and what you put into this, I don't think you were just going to race the board <laughs> and walk away. Yeah. So um, it was, it was definitely because the way the feedback that I got was like, why do you guys just sit there? Like I don't know what you wanted it is to do. We were trying all these combinations and and here, uh, you know, here Cole Show was like banging against the the like that and and it's like it the possibility the possibilities of getting out of there seemed slim. So at some point you're just like I don't know what else we, we no I, I definitely felt hopelessness right. at that point. Like that was you know emotionally challenging to so, get yeah. through that. Yeah. yeah. It was. The looks on everyone's faces. I mean, people were devastated and they were working really hard scribbling notes and things uh-huh. and trying to yeah. you know figure out this puzzle which was intentionally hard because you know the story kind of had you guys having to you know die and experience you know the the power of this place that was still lingering sure. 
um, to kind of move the story Rattle along. Rattle so. cages a little bit, huh? Yeah, yeah. And again, you know, I'm pretty inexperienced as far as DMs go. So this is like a classic thing that you, you know, do not take lightly. And I just thought, oh, this will be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's kill everybody. And, you know, that'll be different. Don't. <laughs> that'll be different. <laughs> Don't let it stop nice. you from future... Yeah, no, calls, I, though. It, it does make it hard, though, when you're, uh, you know, you have, uh, you get all this great character art, you have all these backstories, yeah. all this stuff, and the thought of people dying um, mid-game is uh, is kind of terrifying. And Well, I mean, we nearly had a wipe very early on with oh, like, yeah, the yeah, spiders. In case anybody right. ever wondered, he didn't pull any punches. No. Yeah. And when we fought that Edder cap on the spiders, yeah. and three of you were unconscious making death saves. And you were down <laughs> quite a bit of hit points. Too. I, I was on my last leg. Yeah. Like, um, this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> And it was so early on that we didn't we didn't have any outs. There was no like no. story yeah. to like help you guys out no. at that point. No, we would have just literally had to start over. <laughs> I, I was like, this is it. We're all <laughs> this is it. Well, actually, I think Cole Show would have just had to like loot you guys and walk away. I mean. Mm. I don't, I don't like, what else do you do? Yeah. yeah, drag three bodies out of the woods, and uh, I mean, there wasn't enough money to go like try to pay for resurrections or anything. Or no, the most uh, there has to always be that possibility, though. Sure. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not playing it, right? Right. right. I mean, they're yeah. And I, you know, I've always been a big fan. Like, kill me off. I don't, you know, I get attached to my characters like everyone else. Sure. But I want it to. I want to have it feel real like there's uh, there's a cost if i screw up or if bad things happen mm -hmm. and so you know i try not to pull any punches but luckily most of the time you guys were you know really over overpowered for yeah. the things i threw at you and actually I was yeah. always a step behind it felt like the whole season it seemed like the further the season went on the more that we i mean we've played together outside of this game so we kind of knew once we figured out everybody how they worked and you know everybody started getting magic items and stuff it was i think you had to go down that road of rattling the cages because um then you just become a superhero and what fun of it is like rochelle said what what's the point if you don't think you're ever going to die there's no you're not there's no cause and effect i mean you're not afraid of anything yeah there has to be something at stake right I really didn't think Cole Show was going to make it through. Yeah. I mean, I was many times being the front guy yeah. with all these swishy people behind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, don't yeah, know, I, I don't know if anybody was counting. I don't remember how many times well, he was unconscious. And I remember yeah, talking I, about the party at first. I'm like, yeah. oh, we got one tank <laughs> or we got one like real one true fighter. Line. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a concern about, uh, about that. So that was an interesting take. But I think. It just, we, again, just the time that we play together and then we understand experienced gamers mm -hmm. once we figured that out. Because the most frustrating part of me was the first couple of episodes because, I mean, we know each other outside of the game before that and played again. But trying to do this being recorded and entertaining, it was, I felt like I was forcing something. And once I just stopped and just started playing like I would normally play with you guys outside of that, then it became really yeah. easy and fun mm -hmm. and enjoyable. Because you can tell that, for, listening, I just listened to the first podcast. I'm like, whew, we came a long ways. You can really start, <laughs> We, you know, we start loosening up and becoming yeah. more more uh, entertaining and funny and just, just being ourselves versus uh, trying to fit that. What is it that people want? Like the the first few episodes were incredibly 
physically exhausting they because were, I was yeah. so tense about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like a different rhythm. You know, we're tr- we're shooting for you know about an hour per episode, which is unnatural in the Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah be say. honest. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you can. Yeah. I went over an hour a few times, but a few times. Uh-huh. Uh, if I had a dime for every time that Ted was pointing at the watch, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> we could have had extra episodes out of the season. Yeah, uh, quite a few. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I when you're in it, though, went over. you're in it. Yeah, and I just have this you know, point where I think it would be better to cut off and just let me get there. And you gotta let that go, man. <laughs> oh, Jerry, I know that feeling, Jerry, and we play for four hours on Fridays <laughs> and know. I'm like just a little farther and people nope. are like, Nope, I need to go with my family. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. Uh, yeah, it's, it's tough. And yeah, you know, those first few episodes were, were a bit grueling, you know, and there's a lot of, um, you know, being close to the microphones and kind of mm-hmm. leaning in, making sure that you're, you know, uh, being heard. And there's a cognitive awareness that requires a lot of attention that I didn't expect. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Don't bump the microphones. We learned that a few times. Uh, didn't have too many people bumping microphones, but it's just this constant sort of like, you know, pressure to not screw anything up. Yeah. You know, like Cull Show's phone today. Like now we're in the wrap up episode. Who cares? We just roll with it. Yeah. Uh, whereas if that happened, you know, yeah, right away we'd be devastated. So yeah, Thor, devastated. what was what was Thor's highest moment? Oh, uh, that's a really hard one. I don't, I don't know. What did you enjoy the most? What was your favorite episode? What was my favorite? Oh, gosh, um, something like that. You'll have to come back to me. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. What about Col- me? Yeah. Yes, the question. My oh. favorite episode was definitely when I was in the, uh, you know, arguing the the politics in the oh. council chamber in the oh, tree. Yeah. That yeah. was ridiculously fun. I don't know if I had exactly the right amount of caffeine that day, <laughs> but I was on. Yeah, you were, you did, he hit that in the stride. And yeah. I think even Jerry, you were a little taken back to. to and people <laughs> thought that was scripted and I can understand why, because yeah. I was just like. He just nailed it, it was like it was out of the park. And I was just so stunned. I'm like, oh, he prepared. And then I'm like, he's not reading off of anything. <laughs> and like, he's been thinking about this. And like, no, it was just totally off the cuff, which is insane. And I was so impressed personally sitting here that I just like, yeah, of course, that works. Well, that was great. Because um, that's that, what, that's how I wanted to play him the whole time. But, you know, my <laughs> diplomacy skills aren't usually that good. Yeah. So I actually like that whole Elvin segment the the little mystery that you guys were trying yeah, to figure fun. out and um we were there know. for like three episodes it seems yeah, like three yeah. or four yeah. I don't know. yeah but uh trying to figure out who killed the you know the emissary and and it was just a little bit different and i enjoyed it yeah well and then in hindsight i was very disappointed in myself for not recognizing the the crown of laughing faces in, oh yeah in use mm. i was just like oh you know, it's it's hard and, you know, maybe that's something that we should have done is, you know, spend more time between episodes, uh, you know, having some communication or sending out like a recap or something, which I never did because I'm terrible at doing things like that. But um, I know in our, you know, non-recorded, unrecorded games, uh, call show, you do a good job of sending out recaps and keeping people posted on what happened and 
you know, the game and what's coming up. And I'm just not very good at that, but it probably would have helped in some of those I'm cases. I'm not very good at that either. Well, we just I, recap when we get When back, I was a DM, know? I was good, but now yeah. I'm terrible as a player. It, which is funny is that playing in this game, I'm terrible at taking notes. So, yeah. like, I'm trying to have, like, this whole Look season, I only have, like, three or four pages of, like, some scribbles <laughs> and trying to remember stuff over the course of a year. Yeah. What was your best, what was your favorite episode? Or your personal? Oh, geez. I don't know. I don't know that I had a favorite episode. I mean, I, I mean, some of my favorites involved, you know, Cole Show's advancing story and mm-hmm. learning, learning more things about the sword. Mm-hmm. I, I I have to say that that was something that I was probably I was impressed a lot with the campaign, mm-hmm. but the fact that you planned this whole arc about the sword, even down to the picture, and you're like, "Oh, look, it's missing this, this stone." Mm-hmm. That like legit, we had no idea, and mm-hmm. I, I that kind of blew my mind. I'm like, seriously, you thought that far ahead? I was impressed. Yeah, it was, it was a uh, long con. Yeah, it was it was fun. I I I totally, you know, for a while after I um you know, started going down that path and then you know, I'm like how am I going to reveal this sword story and um you know, then I'm like, oh, the the dream thing, you know, that all these visions that he'll have that will kind of reveal it to him and and uh you know, and then the picture when I was able to actually I almost forgot that that was part of your character portrait. And so I almost didn't mention that to you. Uh, and then like the day before we recorded, um, I can't remember what episode it was, but you know, I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's totally in his portrait. It's like right there. I can see it like this little claw that's missing a stone. And all I have to do is point that out and they're going to, minds are going to be blown. And yeah, it worked. So yeah, Yeah. it was nailed it. I think Don, I was utterly impressed with how you played Cole Show, even down to the mm-hmm. voice. It was awesome. It was uh, no not against any other barbarians I've played with in the past, but you were the most fun. I you just you jumped outside of that box of a barbarian. And that was really cool to see because it can be really cliche when you're a fighter. Yeah. You know, and you did a really good job. Both you and Rochelle, I mean with Thora, your voice was awesome. Um it's just, and I always envy that because I had such trouble staying in my voice character. No, me too. And you guys just nailed it. But Cole Show, you you blew it out of the water. It was the, your conversations with the Wizard and the Coin were <laughs> yeah, just that was good. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just drop dead hilarious. Yeah, I think uh, likability factor. I think Cole Show. Yeah, uh, I've heard absolutely. the most about him. Yep. Um, you know, and people just want to hang out with Thora. Uh, you know, they probably try to avoid Elrond if they ran into him. <laughs> it's okay. He's avoiding them too. Yeah. Elrond, you, you were so hard down to pin down. Well, that was, as my, a fellow player. that's what I was going well, then for. You perfectly did it, you know. Yeah. It just, it took me so long because, you know, even the beginning, it's like, can I, can I get healed? Well, it's going to cost me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's gonna cost me to get healed by the cleric. <laughs> My goodness! Uh, and we, the fact we we didn't even get his name. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Like so I, I don't know. Was it episode oh, three, it or three or something? Episode yeah. three. Well, I love playing clerics because I really love diving into like what's their theology, right. what motivates them and drives them. And it it's not, it shouldn't be just like the, with Barbarian. I don't think clerics should be cookie cutter at right. all. So I really wanted to play a very different cleric here. 
Yeah, I think no. you managed to do that. There oh, were yeah. there were people that were frustrated with you. Um, I heard that a couple oh, of that's times. Too bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a big smile on his face. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. he accomplished his. But there were there were quite a few moments where me as the DM, where you were piecing things together in the game, like foreshadowing where I was just like what the heck is he like does he have access to my notes or something <laughs> and he would just have it everything all figured out and I'm just like oh that's just the nature it's of somebody ends. who's played this game a lot yep um yep. you know putting all the pieces together so there are a couple of times where you totally saved it because Culture wanted to run off and do something else and I'm like I have nothing prepared for that <laughs> I haven't <laughs> thought of that possibility at all and then you know, here comes Alaron, like all figured out for the next three episodes, and spills spills it for everyone to hear. And I'm mm. like, oh gosh, well that yeah, kind of saved the day. I didn't realize that you rained Colso in quite a few times. Yeah. That's funny because I wasn't thinking of me. I know that I was always trying to step on the brakes, but you know, I, I didn't feel like Alaron did that as well as Thora did because mm-hmm. you know, once once you stepped in and were like cracking some skulls when we were being knuckleheads, you know. <laughs> I thought you kept us on track. Is that how you saw well. yourself, Thora? <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, did how did you see your character playing out with three buffoons, basically, <laughs> in, in our own little way? <laughs> no, I don't think I. I don't think I thought of. I don't think Thora thought of them as buffoons. I thought she kind of thought, "Oh, this must be what it's like to have brothers instead of sisters." <laughs> ah, that's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a great way to look at it. Uh, yeah, Thora was, was, um, you know, great about, you know, especially towards the end there where she was, you know, when her sister came into play and then she started, you know, really stepping up and making more of the decisions like, no, this is going to happen. And there were a couple of times where, uh, sort of like where you guys were, you know, unsure of what to do next. And she had a very clear vision for, we have to do this next and, you know, did manage to rein people in quite a bit. Um, but we... I mean, all of you, I mean, across the board, there were s- several times where, you know, somebody would jump in at the last minute and sort of like have it all figured out. And it was such a joy to play with people who have played this game enough to, you know, see these things and see what's coming and sort of anticipate that. And uh, it was really, really fun. I think Thora's patience with the rest of us. That's what I would, <laughs> just in all honesty, you, you just like, um, you know, like my beyond, I just wanted to destroy and, and, and not, not destroy but just you know get revenge or there was always I couldn't stay still in my mind mm-hmm. you know and Thor was much more patient with like you, you you said when you said something it resonated it wasn't just like Bjorn just talked just to hear himself that, that's <laughs> totally what I came up with at the beginning you know Bjorn likes to hear himself talk that's yeah what it came up with the beginning well and a part of that was you know I would I at the beginning of the game, I'm like, okay, you know, I, I've got this, I've got this quest for my own character that, you know, she needs to find her sister. But then, it, it, you know, I'm like, okay, but she started, she's doing all of this because of her um, warlock. Um, patron. 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 Thank you. Wow. That just, <laughs> she, because of her patron. And so she's just going to say, okay, this is what my patron wants me to do. My patron will let me know if, something else needs to happen and so she was able to kind of be like I'm going I'm going with the flow here because you know 
Fionnula has has my back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you had to be, you, you did have to be really patient because your story, you know, really didn't have any sort of tie-in until um, much later on yeah. in the game. And you were waiting and, you know, I tried to work in things there that would keep you interested. And you had a couple of, you know, sort of vision sessions with you, with your patron and, um, you know, hints at things to come. But um, you had to wait a long time. And I, I started to worry. And, and I think someone questioned it on Facebook or somewhere. Mm. Like, what, you know, what's going on with Thora's story? What's what's mm-hmm. happening with her? You know, when do we get to hear more about her or her sister? And, um, you know, and I'm like, oh, I wish I would have had something a little earlier on to kind of tie that together. But ultimately, it all worked out. You yeah. got your sister and everything was fine. But um, everyone else had oh, kind it of... Didn't all work out, Jerry. We, we started with this conversation. <laughs> We're not going back. To... <laughs> Ajax. Yeah. Ajax. R.I.P. Jays. Uh, well, Ajax. This, I do have a question. So this was everybody's first time playing 5e? Yeah, it was my first time. Um, Not mine. Um, yeah, um, I think this is my first time playing 5e. Playing 5e? I did some yeah. play tests back when they were, you know, starting so, 5e. So, but. so what do you think then, as a player who never played 5e? What, what, what did you like about it? Uh, I thought what it was. What didn't you like about it? I like that it was, you know, streamlined. I, I think it's. Ease, ease of use is really high. You know, I really do like that. There's not as much granular rules stuff for creating your characters, but I think that's where the role playing really comes in. Yep. You know, it does make it a little bit. A lot of other games, you don't get the time to learn so much about your characters and, or feel like you get to share them. I'm not saying this the gameplay, but even when I play other games that are 5e, you just don't. You don't, you don't get to really play and get that character out. And so that's what I appreciated about Jerry was you really brought out the background of our characters. Mm-hmm. And you don't get mm-hmm. to do that a whole lot because you're just always trying to go on the mission. You know, it's always about something that you're working as a team and individuals kind of get lost sometimes mm-hmm. in that. So. Don? Uh, it's fine. Yeah. You know, it, it, <laughs> I I, li- I I will say that I recognize the ease of play. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's its big selling point. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's become wildly popular because it's easy to pick up. Yep. People who knew that the game can step in and it's like, oh, it's not this huge insurmountable thing to learn. Because mm-hmm. um, Pathfinder is yeah. intricate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I love Pathfinder, but then there's things about it, too, that are all, yeah that are frustrating. That yeah. there's this whole scope creep where characters just get stupidly powerful Mm -hmm. and then the game kind of starts breaking down higher levels and um i I kind of i'm longing kind of for something in between where i like the crunch in character building Mm -hmm. you know i would kind of like let's front load the complexity i want to really build this elaborate unique character that's not Mm -hmm. just story based but actually mechanic based but maybe easier to play so yeah, I, yeah, that's what I'm kind of looking for. Is yeah. somewhere, somewhere you're kind between. of putting together yourself, right? I mean, it is. Yeah, it is. I actually. can see both the influences of both. In, right. In your because I I do love the simplicity of not um, it's like oh I don't need to look at 37 charts to yeah resolve my actions, but right. yeah I, I didn't feel like we were really getting you know leveling up just wasn't 
that exciting? Not as satisfying as it is in Pathfinder, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, Pathfinder, your character build is so intricate and there's so many other options. It's such a, it's not just like, so it's just much more linear. Once you go down a path in 5e, you're kind of going down that path and, and, you know, unless you multi-class even that, but with, with Pathfinder, you really can, there's so much to do even on just different levels. So when you go up a level, you're not just going the, down this one road. You just can completely expand, especially with feats and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So yeah, yeah. <clears throat> very true. Yeah, the the gameplay. I, I, again, I think personally, I think like doing podcasts and be more comfortable with. I mean, I play both, but I'm much more comfortable with with D and D five E because I've been playing a little bit longer than Pathfinder. Personally, it helps just not being so I think thoughtful of the. There's the less rules arguments. You know what I mean? Like I, I get yeah. to play the rules lawyer for Don at, at his game, <laughs> yeah. and you know because I've GM'd. So uh, you know, but you need that in Pathfinder. You, you do. need you need multiple people who are like, wait, no, actually it's this. Wait, no, it's a, you know, and and we don't have to do that in Five E. I I think that it's it's better for yep. a podcast that way. What about you, Laura? So yeah. uh, for me. Any system is just a means to the storytelling yeah. interactive aspect of it. And cool. I guess I don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I really don't I'll personally you know, playing with you in two different with you doing two different characters, I really didn't notice the difference of your um effort, I guess, to put you know, like it's not like it seemed like you were like to play your other character in Pathfinder, I it seemed very, very similar in the in the way that I mean, to me, when I'm playing role playing in Pathfinder, I feel a lot more, um, I don't know, paladins, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a paladin if you want to, you know, Yeah. don't want to change rules. Yeah, it's, a, <laughs> you know, it's, I think Thora was very consistent, you know, mm-hmm. having played with her in Pathfinder and, you know, she, she approached it, you know, and it, it was just kind of a, a system change that didn't, didn't phase her at all you know a little more challenging for other people for me i mean it, it was all about the accessibility it was you know 5e sure. is mm-hmm. much more accessible and yeah. um for not being someone who's very familiar with pathfinder and just kind of playing along and having two great rules people there always helping mm-hmm. me um you know i wasn't really comfortable going down the pathfinder route mm-hmm. you know it's not like we have a sponsorship you know from you know wizards of the coast or anything right. mm-hmm. it's it's like we just did this because it felt like it would be much easier for me. Um, and as I mentioned in the epilogue, I wasn't really planning on DMing this thing. I was I was really hoping that uh, uh, someone else would be in this chair. So I had to have something that was nice and easy. And I thank you guys for, you know, giving up some of the crunchiness of Pathfinder and trying something new mm-hmm. and, and making it work and really telling good stories with these characters i'll say having like D beyond was a big help for <clears throat> building characters i think because you can it's it, it like it said it doesn't have that detail so it's much easier to level up and so it tells you what to do and I, I think just having all the source books and everything there to have as is availability is is i use in all my games that are D and mm-hmm. i certainly find the benefit of that I do like though, um, like skill points, and so I yes. kind of miss that. Like yeah. I, I yeah. wanted to be able to like focus and you know increase certain skills, and mm-hmm. I, I did miss not being yeah. able to do that. You can only be so proficient at something in five E. 
Yeah. And yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. I will forever yeah, be loud. <laughs> like, I will never be a stealth. It, like, it can increase my stealth. Yeah. That, yeah. So that was frustrating, yeah. I would say. That's yeah, it, it really it really is. You know, you, um, you know, Pathfinder is a great system. And, I mean, it can be overwhelming. Yeah, uh, it can. Uh, but you can also spend a week... <laughs> picking picking all of your stuff for leveling up and you know for people who find that enjoyable and fun you know and really crafting a character i mean i find it fun and so it's a it's a totally valid way to you know run a game and very very exciting and because there's just so much depth there yeah i love pathfinder yeah when building a character, I always I, I pre-plan. So, I mean, just having the idea when mm-hmm. I know I'm going to know what route I'm going to take. So when we do level up, it's it it I've already made that decision of the choices I'm going to make. I, I no one would guess that you have pre-planned. That you planned it, yeah. 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 Any of your characters. Really? I, I, wow. I, I really? Do, well, that's something that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think about Pathfinder. There's so many more options. It just sometimes uh, you, can be overwhelming. You did, o- you did okay you in did. this one, man. Like, I think we could probably just have a whole other session about your character builds. Uh, Seriously. Yeah. yeah. It was. Uh. I, I enjoy that because it's a, this. I. I even think mentally prepare of battles. So this is why I'm going to pick this because then I can do this, this, and this in one turn. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I can that I can then it's all calculated wow. in, my, yeah. in my head. So yeah. every time you know Facebook, we had you know we'd get comments on Facebook, and it, you know, and I was you know especially at the beginning, I was very on top of that. Like I wanted to see what people were saying. I wanted to you know I was waiting for all those like wow your dm jerry is just the best and, um, how many of those did you get i zero but oh, no you got you got a lot at the end there but there are a lot of questions from people who are just like i'm starting my own game i need character advice from bjorn it's just yeah. like ridiculous yep. and people were asking questions about this and you were good enough to be available for yeah. those people and answer those questions and i mean it was just amazing how much you know about 5e is and and just character building yeah it's a little mind-boggling yeah if i told you that i sat with my ipad and just built characters for the fun of it nobody would be surprised (laughs) nobody would be surprised (laughs) don you do some of that too though well yeah no (laughs) i pathfinder i i I do and i have a whole i was that was probably my my biggest disappointment by playing dnd is i have this folder filled with Pathfinder characters that I'll never get to play. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to get to unleash terror upon this campaign. And no. Uh, yeah, no. I had such a hard time staying ahead of you guys. Uh, I couldn't imagine trying to do it in Pathfinder. It'd be... It's rough. Yeah. Oh, would, no way it would have been. I would say our roles, I think next, if if we do play again, wink, wink um, I, I think our roles were just out of this world crazy. Yeah, I think I we should do, do point by. Point Let's by. do point yeah. by next time. I mean, time. that's pretty much decided. Yeah, I, I think so personally, just because everybody's like, "Wow, you just guys are so OP. You should see our roles. We have videos of them." Did we ever post the videos? I don't think, I don't think so. we did. But it we, was really? nuts. Yeah, I know that I sent them to oh. Jerry. I sent mine to Jerry, but I don't know if anybody else did. Yeah, you sent yours to. Yeah, to, I saw a few to, of them. Yeah. yeah, we shared them yeah. on. Oh, it on was our, just we never posted them on the unbelievably Facebook. Unbelievably nuts. Oh. I didn't think mine were that. Yeah. yeah, but even if you do a point by, yours would have been higher than even doing a point by. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, okay. you were you were the most reasonable of the bunch by <laughs> far. Um, but yeah, it was it was uh, everyone shared videos of them rolling up their character stats and. Uh, 
you know, I thought, oh, this is, you know, I want them to be Old able, school. able to handle yeah. things. And so, you know, but everyone rolled off the charts. So yeah. these characters were powerful. I gave magic items early on. Yeah. That's also true. And yeah. then it was like, I, I tried to, you know, justify it in my head. Like I just couldn't, from the point of the story, like how how is it these characters? And then, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, this all comes back to, Ilo kind of guiding this, right. you know, kind of manipulating these characters. For, I told you, you know, <laughs> in some cases, generations, you know, mm-hmm. building up to this moment where he could finally um, put an end to his evil, godly brother. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I'm still struggling with Luggy being. I am too. Ilo. I am too. Yeah. There's another cool fact about, uh, you know, you had that had that uh, question when you met um, Ektiarn, the the unicorn, flying unicorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, said that he delivered you as a as a babe to his mother. Hmm. And uh, I was hoping you would like question that more, and we never got around to it because thing chaos was just you know. We just made happening. fun of your dagger. Yeah, we made fun of your unicorn horn dagger, but uh, <laughs> so not my style. So you know, Ilo's a is a trickster god, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's who Ektiarn's mother is, Ilo. Oh, who at one point okay. in his illustrious career as a trickster god turned himself into a female unicorn why not yeah Yeah. why not just to see what it's like um so that was that was something and actually you know i mean it seems silly but i that actually i pulled directly from wikipedia so you know because there's there's like a ectiarn is a unicorn deity of healing loyalty and protection which sounds legit right Mm -hmm. also the god of pegasi Hmm. that's why you had you know pegasi help fly you away um, and, uh, so he's, it said in there, and this is in, you know, D and D stuff, uh, old school stuff. It's, it's said to be the offspring of a humanoid trickster God, such as Erevan Illyssir, who took on female form. There and over you the, go. So I was like, I wonder if anyone's going to pick up on that. I totally did not know. Yeah, no. I mean, it's, it's pretty old, but. Pretty arcane. That's deep. Yeah. 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 I so I thought that was, uh. It was interesting, but you you were curious at the time, and mm-hmm. then events took that away. But uh, so you were good, Ted, uh, uh, about Alaron's just dedication to whenever there was a chance to do a teaching that wasn't overly self righteous. It was just listen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys haven't figured this out yet, but you need to understand this is the, this is what I think, but it's not. This is the teachings of Ilo, but there's a reason for it. Right. And, uh, you know, a lot of times when you play games, like I play Paladin and people just roll their eyes when I try to, I'm not saying people on this table, but <laughs> when you try to do teachings, uh, you know, like share the good news because I see Paladin's much more evangelical. You yes. Know, yes. About that versus you're, uh, you're slipping in your, your thoughts of Ilo, even converted Bjorn who. Yeah. Well, it was an interesting character to play because, you know, self-interest and self-protection don't lend themselves immediately to group work. So, you know, it definitely was a a journey for me to figure out like, oh, working with people actually helps me protect myself, you know, that this can be a a greater goal as well as my own personal goal. Mm -hmm. So 
that was a little challenge for me. You were extremely consistent with. Um... <laughs> yes, <laughs> you didn't break That's down. That's a good way of saying it. Yeah, I mean, from episode one, I mean, every single episode, there were there were Elrond moments where you were able to show that, oh, this is not going to be like a normal cleric situation. Mm, good. Um, and yeah. I think that's what, you know, made it seem so credible was just that complete consistency of this, how this character was played. Well, I wasn't going to be a generic happy healer, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no. I mean, they had to pull the heals from you. Maybe that's what, <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we expected. It's just like, oh, well, every party needs a healer, right? So, and it's just like, well, come heal me. Yeah. Bjorn's got it. That's Dancing cool. monkey, heal me. <laughs> Bjorn can do it. <laughs> Yeah, clerics get that a lot. They're just a healer, and it right. just it gets it gets really tiresome. Because no, I'm a priest. You're not I'm a medic. A, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And your your teachings were great too. I mean, very consistent with I. And it's not like we had conversations about this. It's not like we had the opportunity to sit down and and really flesh out what Ilo's philosophy was. No, like, you let me. You gave me free reign to figure out like what's his faith, what's his and. So yeah. that's what I did before the first session, and I just sort of elaborated from there. Yeah, I just said, here's kind of a some ideas for this pantheon, and I named some names and said, this is a trickster god, and you latched onto that and just kind of ran with it. So, but it was so consistent with what I had in my mind of how this you know person would be. And he's not evil, chaotic neutral. You know, it's like take care of yourself. That's mm-hmm. that's the goal. So yeah, yeah, I and mean, you really made that i mean the pantheon the the god the the cleric that you were playing i mean all of that came to life just through you because i didn't i didn't offer a lot in Mm-mm. you know the way of the pantheon or storyline um we just made it up you just kind of ran with it which was awesome and I, I you know i have to say i did like the um how you flavor texted a lot of the spells consistently yes yeah, yeah. i do that now in my other games oh do you yeah so I think it's more fun that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it's all the little details like that that uh, you really bring get really you know gives the character so much so much depth that makes it really believable, which made people that listened really kind of not like you. So, well, <laughs> wow, that's, that's unfortunate. Cool. <laughs> not, not in a bad way. They're just you know they're like wow that well, Elron is he's frustrating. frustrating. Yeah, Elron, I think I saw Bjorn wanting Elron's approval. Oh, you know, just because you were yeah. the you were the My priest of, and well, you know, he, he was just looking for approval from you, and and from Kolsho, he was looking for approval of being a warrior, you know, and a fighter, and I think I saw him as a from Thora, he wanted approval of being kind hearted or, or you know thoughtful, likable, likable, you know, and um, well, I think you did walk the Alaron, between those three. I think you did. Yeah, with 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 you though, it was like I imagine like after. Elrond would say thank you. He'd say you're welcome if you saved his life. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I, you know, yeah. it was never like this. I mean, there's some bonding moments on there, but he never showed. He always kept your cards close to your vest. Yeah. At all times. Yeah. And it was really hard to break into like, what was he thinking? And that, what that was thinking? a challenge with or what being, are you feeling being present in the podcast and yeah. speaking up and yet, you know, trying to keep my cards close. So mm-hmm. it was a balance. Good job. Yeah. Well, and good job to you, Bjorn, for, uh, I mean, I think you stayed really true to your character and how you had lost a mentor, mm-hmm. a family, 
Um, and then you're like seeking approval from these companions, you know, and trying to get some kind of validation or something from, from those relationships. And, um, you know, and then the revenge thing, which, you know, you're a likable guy, but you never let go of the anger there. Yeah. Yeah. There was always a, a, a steady current of, you know, rage going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And, and then when I, you know, when we actually got to the point where you guys all, died and i'm like okay the magic here doesn't work all the time so i was going to roll to see who who was going to come back as something not yeah, quite someone human. sent me a message oh a personal gosh. message on messenger yeah <laughs> and i like rolled and i'm like it's i'm like it it really should be bjorn but i'm gonna roll for this and i'll work it into the yeah. story somehow and then it was you and i'm like it was like meant to be because you just carried that revenge thing and now you came back yeah. as a revenant and mm-hmm. that was yeah. your whole deal to me that was one of my favorite moments it, because it's hard to be because things like that are sad in a game and it's hard to be emotional in a game because I'm not an actor, you know, so like having that ties of finding out who losing your parents or something that it's hard. That emotion is hard to recreate when you really haven't done it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's no relation to it in real life. And so I'm not a vengeful person in real life. You know, it's just it's hard for me to. I get laughs. I guess I'm, <laughs> but no, <laughs> he's so much like his character. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to be all of those, like get emotional about losing things. And, and I think my favorite emotional piece was, um, not killing Scornsby, but killing, um, uh, I'm sorry. No gun. Brain fart. Names. Uh, one who killed us in who's charged of killing us in oh, the Red Thorn. Red Thorn. Yeah. And stepping on his neck as a snake after oh, being was... turned into a snake. It was really just that satisfying revenge of just that whole piece that was a very um I felt like Bjorn had fit finally into his vengeance. Yeah. Mm. I mean that was that was probably one of my favorite moments of the whole whole campaign was that just worked out so well and it was such a dramatic moment and you guys you know and i tried to kind of recreate that later with scornsby and totally failed i mean Mm. you guys again like did something different yeah Yeah. it was too quick and and uh excuse me so i mean it was it was but it was such like a, a perfect fight and the way it ended and it was so good for your character and for you know everyone else in the group and uh you know trying to make that happen again just was it's just not going to. It yeah. just has to be there, and it was there for that that fight. And I felt we were much more. There was much more. It was much more personal with Red Thorn than it was with Scornsby. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We knew, yes. we knew. We you know we've been set up. That was a betrayal, us. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was personal. And you know, and it came after Thora lost. You know, Ajax came after you guys watched Luggy get killed. And, you know, not all of you were huge Luggy fans, but Thora was. I did like Luggy. That made me so sad. Yeah. And there were a few, you know, deaths in the, you know, there was the the Wagon Master, you know, right away. Yeah. 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 Poor guy. Yeah. You guys. You were uh, definitely the most sad about all these deaths. (laughs) (laughs) Emotions. Cool show. (laughs) It was really good for me to see, though, that, you know, it affected these characters were affecting somebody in that way. And so that was kind of like a barometer to me to, you know, are these characters having any difference? Um, And then Thora would react or I like this person. I dislike this person. 
And I think she was the one that did that the most throughout the whole series. You know, did not oh, like I, Vito at all. No, and he was such don't. a perfectly. I kind of nice liked him. Yeah, no, I, still I don't was like intrigued. Vito. He was down wow. here. Don't trust him. Did Cole Show get the vengeance, the revenge that he wanted? Um, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know. Hmm. I mean, you know, it, the, the you know the the main story, obviously, that we started off hunting Larchwood. Um. I mean, he got that. Right. Right. And that was good. And then I should have been like, okay, well, great. Now we're just saving the kingdom. And, um, but what, what is really important is, did he ever find romance? <laughs> I guess it's a better question. You know, I, I <laughs> <laughs> that was something that I think we, we just would have needed more time to explore. Uh, the romance I, 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 I so you know there's plenty of things when when I wrote up my backstory about him because he was crushing out on every yeah. NPC well, we came across he was but th- but that was something that we never really like you know there, there weren't these expositions where we no. didn't get to talk about our background was that you know he was raised by the orcs like he didn't ever have a normal childhood yeah. or normal adolescence so he never had any girlfriends like he'd never he never had any love, right? That was his, that was his deal. Like he didn't know how to have a relationship mm-hmm. and, and you know, he, there was that part that obviously wanted that, but he didn't really know how to pursue it or how to even, mm-hmm. how do you talk to women? <laughs> like that was something that he just yeah. had no idea about. Eventually the most emotionally stable person was not the orphan. It was the person who had both their parents, Thora. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it you don't know sense. if you found true love. I guess that's for, oh, no, for he, another no, visit. He definitely didn't. Not not no. in this run. There was there there was obviously too much going on. You know, there was that yeah. bit where You guys are really uh, driven from yeah. point to point by where the, you know, he was yeah. he was obviously kind of a, a, and I don't know why I picked it must have been just your picture and I'm like, how oh, maybe the way you kind of described Lassa and then and she was sort of this wild mm-hmm. I remember something like that she had like brush in her hair. And and that that would like, but see, but see, that's like he was raised in the wild, so there was that that part. I'm like, oh, I could see him like, kind of digging that. Yeah. So I mean, that she w- probably was the the most rugged, outdoorsy yeah. kind of, you know, leading this group of you know tough guys, you know, chasing zombies. I mean, that's it's got to be right. So that me. was like, I bet that would really appeal to his his persona. But then, and there were people who posted and, and messaged me directly and were like, you know, is this thing going to happen with loss? I'm like, you know. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Colshaw knows how to make yeah. it happen. Yeah, like, I could put in Bjorn knew her well. He could put in a good word for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that is my cousin. So you know. <laughs> right. So you know. I don't I, know how I feel about you marrying into yeah. the family, though. <laughs> Maybe we'll come back to these characters at some That's point, right. and, and and we can yeah we can we can explore that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we can uh, we can talk about that in the future because uh, I think people have some interest in knowing. You know what happens? You know you guys have this huge um, tract of land that you're now overseeing, <laughs> and your taxes are paid off. And oh my God, no one's had more excitement talking about taxes since you know <laughs> Phantom Menace. Probably. Well, right? I was thinking much more like the Armageddon line. I don't think we should have had to pay taxes for the rest of our lives for doing this for this. That is true. Country, you probably you know. did get out of it eventually because, right. uh, yeah, I mean, you you went from, uh, you really trans, you know, crossed the line from heroes right. to superheroes at some point. Look at our titles. 
Look yes. at my resume. Yeah. <laughs> resume. <laughs> my resume. <laughs> Check me on LinkedIn. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, any other questions about the campaign? Any other thoughts? What did you, did it feel fulfilling to you? To me? That's a yeah. good question, man. Uh, wow. It, it really did. And, and the, you know, the reason why I ended up stepping up and, running this is because I had kind of worked on it years ago and um, uh, ran through it, sort of play tested the first part of it um, and never got to complete the story with any group and wanted to bring it back again, wanted to add more detail. And then this idea came up and you guys were in and I was like, yes, this is at the time, I thought, this is mostly ready to go, but it was so far <laughs> from ready to go, um, but managed to make it work, and it did feel really fulfilling, and there will be moments that, you know, stick with me, and, um, you know, forever. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun, and to tell that story through you guys was amazing. Well, you did a great job. Yeah. I'm not expecting anybody to send anything on Facebook, but if you want to send your love to Jerry. <laughs> send your love. Uh, uh, a lot of work. From the beginning, a lot of work, a lot of time, but more of just like you put your heart into it and it showed. Yeah. And yeah. it was really, it did. you did Absolutely, a great man. job, Jerry. I'm glad it happened to where you were the DM. Oh, oh, yeah. Anybody else? It worked but. out well. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else, uh, you welcome to disagree, but uh, I had fun, and um, I, I just couldn't imagine it turning out better um, than having you guys kind of force different things to happen and bring these characters to life and have all these backstories come alive. I mean, that was that was the really cool part. I had this kind of lame sort of story arc, and then. Everything else that happened, you know, with your character development along the way, I mean, that's what you made built it really it in. cool. Yeah. Thanks for letting me be part of it. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Um, it may well, not be over. I'm just saying thanks for letting me be part of it. Yeah. No, definitely definitely not over. Um, let's let's uh, go on. We have some questions from fans. Mm -hmm. We put a little Facebook post out there, asked for people to uh, submit questions that they may have. Uh, we had a couple of people want to know specifically if Thora does the narration at the beginning of each episode. So, no. No. There. Okay, next question. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Jerry. Give her a shout out. Uh, yes, I should give a shout out to my uh, dear wife who actually is the one that does the narration at the beginning. Uh, she is uh, was a theater major and uh was on the radio when she was in high school and so this was like i thought right up her alley and i think i thought she did a great job oh absolutely she did a, yes amazing job amazing yeah and uh you know we'll we'll see if she if we bring her back for season two i don't know it's you know she might well basically because of her new political see you're now into royalty like you've married into royalty <laughs> Uh, yep, yep. We've started referring to her as uh, your your grace. Your grace. She's on the council. <laughs> yes, she did. Uh, she did uh, run for office here in our small town, and is now uh, now has other things going on in her evening. So I might not have as much access to her lovely well, voice as I did in the past. But it's perfect. Yeah, we'll 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 work something out. Um, we'll beg. So yes, that's the answer to that question. Next question. Uh, how long have each of you played 
And what version did you start with? And what is your favorite version? We sort of covered some of that. Yeah. But uh, what what's your... I don't think we talked about where we started with our RPG <laughs> careers. Just getting the Wayback Machine. A lot of Doritos and Mountain Dew. Oh. So for everybody who thinks that we're in our 20s. Right. I was playing with a dice that had uh, wax crayon. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, I started with second edition right when it came out, but it was a lot... Um, I remember my first character was a, a fighter Hecrog, half orc, and he had a Vorpal sword, and that was wow. pretty awesome. Um, no, it just all my friends got into it in high school, and um, it just kind of took off. It was Friday nights, like all night week weekend, just a lot of Mountain Dew and hot dogs and Doritos, <laughs> just pounding through uh, like a weekend of adventures because we didn't know what girls were at the first part of that, you know, is, and then, I mean, it got into college where it was, we kind of went on to like riffs and uh, star Trek and we just kind of expanded that. Um, and, uh, but I always took to, to D and D and then I just got away from it for a long time until just probably recently, um, maybe three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, four years. I just, you know, you move away from people who are part mm-hmm. of your group. Yeah. And I just didn't have, no one had an interest in it. And then 5e came out and it felt like um, I can get back into this because now I can get other people who have never played with me back into this and try to teach them, getting them into, because of the other option. I mean, going back to 2e to try to teach them that or uh. Pathfinder was the other option. And at this point, trying to get people who have never role played, but wanted to, you know, wanted because it became, started to become a little bigger, bigger with 5e. Um, I, I started, started getting into that. So it was probably 15 years I had not picked up a dice, but um, mm. uh, getting back into it. And now it's, you know, I've turned my basement into a, a whole dungeon <laughs> with table and VTT and stuff. So yeah. you guys have inspired me. You know, there's things that I take from Don's uh, when he DMs Pathfinder. I take so many ideas from you. You inspire me as a DM and oh. obviously you guys. And Ted is, is like to to be told, no, you can't do that by Ted and Pathfinder is okay. I've learned that by now. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that it's right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always a challenge, but you know, it's, the group of friends that I've created is, is, is something else. So. Yeah. And speaking of Ted, uh, that, that is one thing that my wife, who also plays in the Pathfinder game with all of you, uh, she she comes home if Ted gives her some nod of approval during the game. <laughs> <laughs> like, she comes home and she's like, you know, Ted said that that was a really good idea. And then she smiles and then I'm like, oh, that's a really good sign. <laughs> Uh, well, so what, what's what's your background, Ted? I have been playing since I was like nine years old. I got the original D&D blue cover, uh, you know, three hole punched side, like crayon dice, you know, dice. You had to color yourself with crayons um, into the little grooves. So I've, I've been playing, you know. I skipped second edition. I started playing again in third edition and then kept rolling into Pathfinder. So that's why I'm, you know. And then I've... Uh, you know, been DM for you two at the end of the table, and yep. now I'm sitting in your game. Um, so yeah, long, long history, long history, long illustrious history of dorkiness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I don't think any of us are exempt. It's now from that. cool to do that. Oh, right, right. Yeah. It's cool. It's Isn't cool that now. to think about it? in all seriousness. When I was in high school playing this, I was part of sports teams and stuff. And when I tell them what I would be doing, I'm not going to go to a party Friday night after the game. I'm going to go play D and D with my friends. Back then, it was it was not accepted as cool, but now it's all. I mean. I see people walking past them and they have dice shirts or D and D shirts that say Dungeons Dragons. I'm like, Oh, Hey, you know, you play and they're like, no, I just like the t-shirt. Like what? (laughs) (laughs) That's so weird. Yeah. It's just an accepted thing and celebrities are doing it. And it's, uh, it's completely changed now. The, the idea of playing Dungeons and Dragons, I think people have found what it's awesome about it. We really made it cool though. Probably. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. totally. (laughs) What about you, Don? Oh, geez. Keep it short. <laughs> you know, the, the funny thing is, um, I, I, yeah, so I started playing like 1982. You know, basically it was junior high. And I remember my the first I heard about it was at lunch at school and there were some kids. And I remember the seeing the initial Fiend folio at the table. Like, mm. wow, that's crazy looking. What's that? And so that's how I started learning to play. But um and one of my friends gave me the original red box. It's like in 1983. And I had to take it back to the store because that was like deep into the whole satanic panic. Oh, bin. Back yeah. and it was like the cult. And yeah. And my parents were just full in. No, no, that's that. You can't, no, I can't play D and D. So, but I was like, I was already hooked. Like, so my foray at that early time was the science fiction side. So I got to go get, uh, like the game world starter set. I'm like, no, there's no dun- dungeons or dragons or, you know, evil stuff. It's just like science Spaceships. fiction. Yeah. Right. Like there was, they and they, of course, they didn't understand that it was the exact same thing. <laughs> just in space. <laughs> just in space. <laughs> and I played that for years until like high school. And then um, I got into Role Master, believe it or not. Wow. Oof. Dropping and that name. I was hardcore Role Master playing for like 20 years. Wow. Like that was what we played, and we played all sorts of other systems, mm-hmm. but never D and D. So like I missed mm. actual D and D. It was so great. We played out. I mean, just so many things. I won't. I, we could do a whole session on what we played. <laughs> it wasn't until I moved to Minnesota, what thir- twelve years ago, thirteen years ago, and I moved away from the groups that I had played with for you know decades. And I uh, joined a meetup and went and met like the, a dozen people at a mall and like, what are we going to, you know, can we get together and play? And they're like, yeah, there's this new game Pathfinder that's out. And that was how it started. It's like, what's Pathfinder? And, oh, wow. And uh, yeah, I went out like literally that week and I bought all the books and. I can't imagine you doing that though. You Well, yeah, it was you like. Very, very cautiously. Cautious with your money <laughs> when it comes to DMV. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, and then yeah, then it was just that was the that was the switch, and then it's been playing Pathfinder nonstop. I meant to say your dice bin was looking a little low when I was at your house the other day. <laughs> dice uh, drop. You know, <laughs> dice drop. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I have to kind of like cycle the bags around. You know? <laughs> so, um, and that's actually so when I'm kind of working on my next campaign, I'm I'm wanting to go back and explore like deep root, like early second edition ventures and Oof. like oh, yeah, classics yeah. Mm-hmm. that yeah. I didn't ever get to play in. And now I'm like, I really want to go back and kind of run some of this There's stuff. There's got to be some great stuff. But kind of, you know, up, upgraded, modernized, mm-hmm. but still. I uh, got the book art of, uh, what's the artist's name from? Very, very popular, Dungeons and Dragons back in, I mean, drawing 
some of this the original stuff and I, you get the art book art of of D&D. Yes. There you go. And nice. it's a big thick book. It was great. Earl, my friend gave it to me for Christmas a couple of years ago and it has the updated version of the Tomb of or the uh yeah, the Tomb of Horrors. Mm-hmm. It's the 5e playable version. Huh. Oh. So I'll be willing to, to do that, but yeah. So they gave they give you that, but it's got the old folio kind of look to it. Nice, yeah. Wow. I've never played the Tomb of Horrors. I've just heard horrors. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> About <laughs> heard things. The TPK game. Yeah. Uh, Rochelle, what about you? Um. So I I was actually not allowed to play Dungeons Dragons either. Um. But I was allowed to play the game Dungeon. The Dungeons oh, board game. Oh, yeah. Yep. And so I kind of turned that into my own strange little version of a role playing game. That's awesome. <laughs> um, and, but then eventually I did start, you know, playing uh, second edition and I just kind of I kept with it. I don't know. Um, and then there was, a, there, there was a time in there where I didn't play for a while and then I got back in mm-hmm. and then I got back in with Pathfinder. And actually, um, on on my first date with my um, now husband, <laughs> we were sitting and we were talking, and I asked him what he had done on Friday night. Friday night before our first date. Yeah, Friday night like, before our first date. Yeah, I know. And uh, that's a horrible question when you're on a date and you're unsure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, do I drop the... Drop? Yeah, just lay it out, man. Just... <laughs> She and, reacts well. She could be the one, right? Well, exactly. and so, and I was like hedging, and I'm like, and well, he didn't want to tell me. I didn't, and then I'm like, well, yeah, we played. I said we played D and D because you know who knows what Pathfinder is yeah. at that point. It's like, yeah, and I and I said, oh, I actually played. Um, I played D and D on Friday night too. Well, it was Pathfinder, and in his face, yeah. and I will never forget <laughs> dropped, his like, little face. You was, play Pathfinder, yeah. and. And that's how we knew it was meant to be. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. That is pretty amazing. The world works in mysterious ways. It really does. Um, I suppose I better answer too. Yeah. Um, I, I was probably the saddest uh, geek uh, because I bought all these books when I was like in high school and I wanted to learn and have a group, but I never, all my friends were cooler than I was so no one ever played so I had all these books and I carried these books and I took them to college (laughs) and then by the time I got to college I actually found people who wanted to play but by then they were on to like the next version and so I was (laughs) like well my books are just gonna you know be in storage forever and but I finally did get to play and I think I started at you know two or three somewhere there I can't even remember but it was uh, a great experience and I had really bad grades that first semester or so um, and most of that is because of D&D so bad grades yeah yeah. But the adventures you had the adventures I had yeah and uh, that's mm-hmm. when I first DM'd in college and uh, it was probably a little crazier than this um, and things got out of control people had like god level you know equipment of course oh yeah yeah so at like level five and it was insane and all this crazy stuff was happening but we had fun and uh yeah and i would i would say i don't know if everyone else answered um it's hard to pick a favorite because you know i'm pretty new to pathfinder but you know i love 
having the time to sit down and like really customize a character mm-hmm. um, to really make it me or what I want to do or what I want to focus on. But 5e is just so accessible. I, I really can't pick between the two um, as far as a favorite version goes. But uh, they're all great. And I am just happy to be able to play and to have people who play. And thank you to all the real celebrities out there who have made this popular. So it's much easier to find people to play. And we don't have to hide in my basement forever. <laughs> Although we're literally in your basement. We're literally in the basement, yes. Uh, but we don't have to be. I actually <laughs> can shout it from the rooftop. Yeah. Uh, I actually told people, um, you know, I, I where I work, they do this little. They're starting this employee newsletter and they wanted to highlight like uh, an employee every week. And so they interviewed me and I was the first one to get interviewed. And they're like, what's a what's a fun thing that people don't know about you that might surprise them? And I'm like, oh, God. And I sort of had that moment, like your first date moment where I'm like, do I tell these, you know, people my secret and I'm like oh, <laughs> oh my god do I do it and then I just blurted it out oh I have a D&D podcast that's been going on for about a year now and I you know I'm the DM and they're like and I thought and, and these were young people so they're much younger than me they're like college age people and their eyes lit up and they were like oh my God, we play every weekend. That's awesome. And I was like, oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> like no one else is going to understand what I do or care, but at least the people who are asking me the question understood it. And I think that's uh, a tribute to all the work that people have done to popularize this this game and and tabletop gaming in general. So thank everyone for that. Um, opening theme. Where did the opening theme come from? Uh, that again, I mentioned in the epilogue, our friend, Justin Hicks, uh, he, uh, he gave us, uh, quite a few themes to listen to. Uh, it came down to two and, uh, I couldn't decide. And you guys though, you had a very clear kind of like, you really liked our current the, theme. The big drums. Yeah. yeah. It just, and it was awesome. I mean, I mean, there was a lot of other yeah. great themes and yeah. I'm hoping maybe we can use some of those and, and some of other podcasts, but yeah, just the serious soundingness of this. Oh, it sounded so epic. Yeah. 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 It was, it was awesome. And, you know, trying to, you know, work, um, you know, every time I listen to it, every time I listen to an episode, I don't know how many times I listen to the theme just to put myself in the mood to write something Mm, for the game because it was just so inspiring. Um, It reminded me of the emotion that you get of the battle of Helm's deep. Which is the greatest battle scene of all oh, time. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, it is very Lord of the Rings sounding. Yeah, and it's yeah. just uh, just the getting ready and getting hyped up and you got all the orcs just pounding, you know. Yeah. It's just that very... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very powerful. I, I, was, I was so excited. And I don't know why I couldn't decide because now it seems obvious. But, um, you know, at the time there was like this lighter, funner one that I was like, oh, yeah, that seems fun. And... Uh, but you guys are all 100% like this is the one. And yeah. that's what we went with. And no looking back. Um, what do we use for maps? Well, we use Roll20. Uh, if you're talking about the world map or the Ashmore map, that's just something I made in Photoshop. Um, and so basically every week, you know, I would create a create a map for our game. You know, if they were going to have any encounters, I'd create a map. 
and you know I take a screenshot of it, put it on the website, put it on Facebook. Um, and that's kind of what we did. All of that was powered by Roll Twenty, and I bought way too many add-ons and things from the Roll Twenty store to make my job a little bit easier. But uh, there's tons of talented people out there putting great work into roll 20 resources it's addictive when you're dm oh gosh it's yeah. a great tool if anybody out there has questions on it but it's it's it there's a free format and there's it to me it i know you use uh, uh d20 but um it d20 has got a lot of cool things for it that you can't do in roll 20 but roll 20 um I use it for all of my games because I have a virtual table, like built into the table, the mm-hmm. TV, <laughs> and your maps look great. So, um, it's it's easy. It can. It's always up. People are always working on it. Like you said, there's a lot of people there, and so there's a lot of sourcing, open sourcing. I think for it mm-hmm. that really open. People are really open to ideas there, so they do a great job. Yeah, yeah. It it makes it a lot easier, and there are other tools out there. Uh, don't let that be a barrier to anyone. Uh, there's a site called Incarnate that mm-hmm. allows you Great to make maps. some cool maps. Yeah. Yep. Uh, HexTML. Uh, I don't know if you have any experience with that, Don. Is that what you use? No, actually, I use WonderDraft. WonderDraft. Uh, so I use WonderDraft to make my uh, cartography maps. Nice. And it, it's, it's a great tool. Um, I've been working on you know my new campaign, World Maps, and I'm pretty happy with it. And then... For uh, like, you know, I use D twenty Pro currently to you know for our, our VTT, and those map all them all those maps actually I I usually just find maps. Yeah, you can like, find a ton on the web. I, I've got a I've got a Pinterest of literally thousands yeah. of maps mm-hmm. that I just kept collecting, and uh, I don't know. There's a map for every occasion to be found. Yeah. yeah. There, there, speaking of that, I I, I should have planned this and and had a shout out to this person but there was somebody who had a lot of stuff i found on pinterest and i kept as i was going along i kept finding that i was using the same person's map so whoever this creative person was uh i think they were originally posting them on deviant art i'll have to look look oh, back yeah. at it's a that great place, to find, <laughs> great place yeah. to find maps but i kept going back to the same person and i was like oh i love everything this person does and uh, used a lot of that in in our campaign. So if you recognize it, uh, hope it's okay. We used it, and um, you know I'll try to give you a shout out at some future point when I go back and a, look a up. A question on that: What do you guys think about how that's changed D and D or role playing tabletop? Like having virtual maps like that, it makes podcasts a lot easier. I think versus an actual tabletop map. I think there's a whole side of this that we haven't explored because we're we gather together um you know in person um uh, but all the people that i know that play exclusively through roll 20 who are spread around the country or around the world i mean obviously uh makes all of that possible having tools like this i have to say i go back and forth yeah you know, because because i both i'm lucky years. to have yeah. you know people at the table um, I, and I like the VTT, but I also like the uh, the tangible feeling of moving your pawns yeah. around on the map. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and literally, I, th- I think I feel like I vacillate every week on what I want to do. Like, it's just... I agree. I, no, I do. And I, I explore different technologies because um, there, there isn't a perfect one, right? I mean, I they, they, all, they all have something different. I mean, I love the fact that you can have really beautiful maps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then sometimes I'm like, you know... It, 
maybe just having some sketched out stuff on the table is fine too. The technical I, hiccups get yeah. tedious. That 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 is yeah. one of the challenges. Is yeah, that you know it works. it works great most of the time, and then when it doesn't, and you're left without it's a really map, and, frustrating. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so. I yeah I I like the way you do both in yours, Don. I, you come down to your basement, and there's always something new for the for the night, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's good. Yeah. I think that sometimes. And in my experience, a virtual top, tabletop can sometimes, especially when you're playing on a table, can pull away from the imagination. Yeah. Because everybody's wanting to see what you have instead of just use your mind to mm-hmm. when you're trying. So, so when you're trying to describe something, it's easier, but it doesn't. It's not as impactful. Yeah, and um, I honestly, we could probably talk for hours. We probably should wrap this up pretty <laughs> soon. But I was kind of feeling that on Friday, we you know we had this big map and and this mega dungeon, and and I was like, you know, this this probably would have been faster to not have virtual, yeah. to just explore it in your mind yeah. and not have to worry about moving pawns around. Um, yeah, the completionist in me, we had this discussion, was driven crazy by all the, you know, blacked out parts that we hadn't explored yet. And, you know, yeah, if we'd just done it in our words, then uh, I wouldn't have had that. We would have walked away a lot sooner. Um, and, and, and it makes me kind of like, well, we should go back to having somebody kind of like keep track of a map themselves mm. and not have, like, if you want to map it, here's some graph paper. Cool. Yeah. Classic old school. Yeah, yeah. it's very old school. Uh, I like that. Yeah, I go back and forth really. On, I mean, I think we kind of need this for recording purposes, you know, to make sure that we're not up and down and moving mm-hmm. things around all the time. Um, and I know, but it's hard because I'm very much a tactile person. I want to have a pawn and I want to move it. I want to draw a map quick, mm-hmm. you know, on some piece of paper, you know, on some paper and show it to everybody. Um, you know, and so I, but I also had the benefit of actually creating the maps, you know, adding my own details to it. So I got some fulfillment through that, but, um, definitely not the the pretty, I do like the pretty, you know, like all the beautiful maps. It's just hard to walk away from that. It is hard, but you know, there might be something to what, what, uh, Mm -hmm. you said that about, you know, not using requiring as much imagination when you have like this very detailed thing that where people are just like waiting for the map to come up to Mm -hmm. explain what they see instead of just just listen to me yeah Yeah. and i know that there are people in my other groups or that i dm listening to this so just close your eyes yeah (laughs) Listen (laughs) listen to the sound of my voice uh i tried to do that later on and i don't know if you guys noticed it all but i tried to work in more like scene setting for all of these things were about to happen Mm -hmm. because i realized we were just like rushing from place to place and not really giving you any sort of feel of what this new city was like or this new place was like and so I think that's something I'll try to continue as we move forward so very quickly just go down the table what's your favorite class Ted cleric Thad I gotta say I love paladin Don um well if you go by what I play in RPGs probably wizard wizard Hmm. nice yeah Rochelle oh gosh rogue or ranger yeah, you do a good ranger. I know that yeah, for she sure. Does. Yeah. Uh, me, I, I'm definitely kind of a barbarian guy, but um, so playing in your Pathfinder game, Don, has so been a struggle because I've literally never played a wizard. I always have to be up in the fight. I always have to be there, front and center. 
Well, when you weren't there last time I played you, you were up in the front. <laughs> and then, then Don reminded me he wouldn't be up in the front. Just because you're a paladin, you're up in the front doesn't mean he way, is. Way, way back. <laughs> yeah, the wizard The wizard always becomes a scout when the Sherry is not there. Oh, yeah. I'll go explore that dark tunnel alone. <laughs> He's expendable. Uh so, well, thank you guys for that. That's all for uh, questions that we have time for from fans. But please, if you have more questions, uh, you can go to Facebook. Uh, you can submit your questions there. One of us will be happy to answer as best that we can. Um, you can also submit questions to DungeonPatrol at gmail.com if you want to send an email. And we'll uh, we'll try to keep you informed and let you know what's uh, you know what those answers are. Can I really quick just say thank you to the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. We wouldn't do this obviously without them. Yeah, I know that you out. don't realize it, but um, it, you know it makes it really fulfilling for us when we see comments of "I listened to this with my kid," and to me that bond. I I wish my dad would have said, "Hey, want to play D and I mean, just think of yeah. how cool that is. And and we 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 do it really for we like playing. And it's part of there, but playing it for an audience, there's something special about that. So thanks to all of our listeners and, and your support. Yeah. And we definitely appreciate all the feedback. Yeah. It's been good. Yeah. The feedback has been great. Um, uh, people are putting a lot of thought into these comments and a lot of thought into the questions. And uh, a lot of them have thrown me for a loop and I don't know how to answer. And other people have stepped in and and uh, it's just great to see. It's great to see people, you know, talking about something that, that we're working on. It's a really cool community. Yeah, it's just such a supportive community and a good group of people that uh, are into this and couldn't be happier with the support we've received in the comments. It's it's been fantastic. Um, Next question that we have to answer is what's coming next? So that's probably the big thing, right? That's why we want to, we're kind of talking about this past season, but what's, what's in the future for well, the fans Dungeon outside Patrol? my, my house want to know <laughs> the people knocking on yeah. your door. Yeah. Uh, so obviously we're taking a break now. Uh, most of that is so that I can, uh, mentally recuperate over the holidays. Um, but we definitely will be back. Uh, in the meantime, we hope to maybe release some random episodes. Perhaps we'll get some character advice from uh, our friend Bjorn. Uh, maybe some words of wisdom from Alaron, cooking tips from Call Show, or <laughs> wholesome self-affirmations from Thora that make us all feel good. Um, and we're also working with another group of players to start a Twitch stream uh, that may be set on a different continent in the same world. And I can tell you I am super excited to collaborate with another DM to continue building this uh, little universe here. I've never done that before. Will there probably be creative differences and lots of fights? I'm looking forward to those because uh, it will be such a cool new experience. Um, And you can look for us to return in March. I think we said March 16th. We're going to come back with uh, episode one of season two of Dungeon Patrol. Uh, In the meantime, it would mean a lot to us if you could show your support on Patreon. Even a dollar would be proof that we're all having fun and providing some solid entertainment. So if you can, go to patreon.com slash dungeon patrol or visit dungeonpatrol.com 
and click on the Patreon button. Give a dollar or five and show us that you really, really like us. We'll even hook you up with some more stickers and stuff. Uh, heavy on the stuff, maybe, because mm-hmm. I have a lot of stuff to hand out. Um, and when we do return, this is another question we've gotten. Uh, we will be starting all new characters. Yep. And those all new characters will be much less powerful than your previous characters. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think we've already established. Yes, right? for it. Are we starting level one again. <laughs> Dang oh. it. Uh, and we will be having, you know, we hope to have a, another episode in between uh, where we talk about um, concepts for these characters and try to flesh them out as a group. There have been some really cool ideas that I don't want to uh, commit to yet. Um, but uh, it, it's it's going to be exciting, and I can't wait to hear what you guys are thinking when we come back and do that at some point in the near future. You know, I would like to say, if, if anybody has any suggestions from yeah. the fan base, what you'd like to see people play. That yeah. is a good point. Um, yeah. I'm sitting on zero ideas right now, <laughs> so give me some inspiration. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, that would, uh, that would be really cool to get some fan input. Uh, into what they want to see next. And I asked for that in the epilogue. Haven't received anything yet, so we must be doing everything perfectly. So (laughs) that's my assumption right now. Uh, If that's not true, you have all the time in the world to uh, let us know what you're thinking, where we need to go, where these characters should go, how the gameplay should go. Uh, Love to hear some input on that. And, uh, you know, Don, a.k.a. a call show, needs a new character idea. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So where will these characters be starting? Well, their adventure will begin in the ancient and vile city of Vadragan, a place where depravity and vice are the norm and only the strong or devious survive. We'll be picking up just weeks after the events of episode 61 when the news of the Mad King's demise turns the kingdom of Drummondor upside down. And if you remember from season one, this is the place where Vito, the much loved or despised loved. Vito, awesome. <laughs> where he fled after spending a career in one of the many fighting pits uh, in Vadragan and uh, had a secondary career as a gladiator trainer slash spy for Ashmore. And uh, when things went crazy there, he took off and came to Ashmore. And you guys will start off somewhere in that craziness in this wacky city. All right. right. Sounds Sounds pretty intense. Yeah, it will be pretty intense. Uh, So I just wanted to say, last thing, we had a blast for these past 14 months. We gave out some free dice, tons of stickers, magnets, all sorts of goodies. Uh, we've lost some friends along the way, haven't we, yeah. Bjorn? Uh, yeah, a good listener. One of our original listeners who always gave us great ideas. I played D&D with him. Uh, Earl, he passed away. He has, um, had ALS, and, and we certainly I miss him every time I play D&D. So that's where Roland came from. My uh, He played oh, Roland, yeah. a rogue, in my other game. So that's where Roland came from. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's really cool. Uh, you know, we were we knew Earl was a listener. We we got updates before we started playing on on his condition and his thoughts uh, about our game, and and uh, it, it's really uh, sad to lose somebody who was a great lover of this game. Played for uh, a long time, man. He was the original gamer, 
And uh, he always, when I saw him, I always had a, uh, a, just a smile on his face talking about the last episode. And, and he was so excited to listen to it. And, and he listened to, to the end. So mm. Nice. Yeah. Well, I think uh, the, the best thing that we can possibly do uh, uh, for, uh, in the spirit of Earl is I hope that we've turned a few more people on to tabletop RPGs. Yeah. And I think we've, uh, we've done that. I think we've heard from a, yeah. quite a few people that they've never listened to anything like this, or maybe that's like a, you know, a <laughs> commentary on a the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I think uh, a few of you are, are totally new to this game. I know I've been asked by my mother-in-law to have a game ready for Christmas break here. <laughs> Sweet. Wow. So, awesome. I mean, I had That's to That's a tread lightly right yeah. there. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to kill her off. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, oh. she's she's too nice. She makes me pie every every holiday. So oh, You haven't invited us over. What's up with that? Well, it's a long ways away. So if you guys want to go, I'm sure she would be happy to have you there. Uh, she probably have lots of, <laughs> probably want to talk to Cull Show because it seems to be her favorite. So nice. Um, well, then Alaron needs to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Just stepping quietly Guess out what? of shadows. We have <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, so I think we've turned a lot of people on to this game. Uh, help them along the way with tips and advice and I, I think that's all good and that's how we plan to continue to honor Earl and all the other gamers out there who are not here with us uh, to see the end of our season um, so uh, that being said the the wheel of time turns uh, my friends uh, and I can honestly say that this experience uh, has been one of the highlights of my life and I thank you all for being part of this grand adventure and before we go, I, I just have to give another shout out to Justin Hicks for his audio and production mm -hmm. talents. Uh, props to Keith at themonstersknow.com for his breakdowns on monster tactics, <laughs> which helped me a lot. Not enough, but a lot. Um, a shout out to Game Science for their dice sponsorship that uh, allowed us to you know give out some great sets of dice to a lot of you folks. And to everybody who commented, complained, questioned, or complimented along the way, um, you just kept us going uh, the whole time. Just to see that feedback and support was amazing. Um, and thank you to our Patreon supporters, who we actually have some now. That's yes. exciting. Thank you so much. are going to help us pay for all of this nonsense, which... Uh, makes uh me and my wife feel a lot better because yeah. um, <laughs> this is really expensive <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah we have we have some money invested in this uh, setup but uh it, it just the fun alone is is worth it but the support obviously helps um and thank you all for listening that's it all right final all right. thoughts we Tell. should maybe do this again soon. Yeah. yeah. Until next time. Have a Until happy new time. year to everyone. Yeah. Happy, yes. holidays, happy holidays. Happy new year to everybody. And we will see you uh, sometime after the holidays, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Until then. Dark Star. It. Ride. <laughs> <laughs>